Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan, and welcome to Ventive Connected Voices. In today's Hotspot 10 episode, we have Saketu, who is Ventive's product line manager for DAS antennas and passives. In today's episode, we will be talking all things DAS. Thanks for joining us, Saketu. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. So, yeah, of course. So tell us, Saketu, what is DAS? Sure. So DAS, or Distributed Antenna System, is a network of antennas across the building, uh, mainly to extend and provide seamless cellular connectivity in small to large facilities and public venues. Right. So signal from donor macro site uh, or from on-site station, uh, base station, uh, is brought in uh, and then amplified and di- distributed across the building using active and passive components. The reason uh, those are called active components are because they require power source to operate, and they typically include head-end units, BDA or bidirectional amplifiers, or sometimes called repeaters, remote radio units, RRU, and so on, whereas on the passive side, uh, you have antennas, splitters, tappers, diplexers, coax uh, uh, cables, and jumpers, etc. So, So what are the different types of DAS then? Yeah, great. So there are mainly three type of DAS out there, uh, active, passive, and then hybrid, which is combination of active and passive. So passive DAS is is the most basic and low in cost when compared to active DAS. Uh, architecture is very, very simple and relatively easy to install. Uh, the reason why it's called passive is because they use the passive devices to distribute signals across the building. Uh, they're mainly uh, ideal for small to medium-sized buildings, and you commonly see those DAS deployments, passive DAS deployments in public safety. Uh, on the other hand, active DAS is really high in cost and usually complex to install, right? Uh, it uses active devices and fiber distribution, uh, right? So, so fiber is something new in active, right, which is not the case with passive. To, and they use fiber to overcome losses in uplink and downlink, right? Which are very inherent in passive DAS. Uh, typically, what happens is RF signal is digitized and travel, you know, long distances over fiber optics to RRU or remote radio unit, where it is converted back into coax or RF and distributed over the coax to the to the antennas. Uh, offers great level of flexibility, ease of zoning, and and this all makes ActiveDAS an ideal solution where capacity and coverage are needed. Uh, you typically see ActiveDAS in airports, sta- uh, stadiums, and arenas, hospitals, campuses, high-rise buildings, uh, and so on. And finally, uh, hybrid DAS, like I said, which is combination of active and passive element. Uh, and I often use uh, in medium-sized building with a special geometry and features where passive system is deployed in one part of the building and active on the another. The one key thing to remember when we talk about DAS is DAS as our distributed antenna system as name suggests distributes the signal. It does not generate the signal itself. And what that means is it does not add new capacity, but rather use the available capacity. Oh, thank you, Saketu, for, for, for going through those. So, you know, my next question, you know, that I have is, you know, why can't the outdoor macro network be used instead of DAS? Yeah, I think it's a great question, right? And the short answer is capacity and coverage. So if you think of uh, uh, 
you know, all these buildings, right, uh, they are made of uh, bricks and concretes and metal, glass uh, windows and so forth, so on, right? And all these materials block RF signal. So by the time your signal made into the building, your signal is significantly attenuated or weakened. Uh, and so that's not something uh, ideal for for you know having connectivity within in building. So so you you run into and I'm pretty sure everyone runs into these scenarios where you have strong signal outdoor outside the building, but as soon as you get in the building, your your signal uh, quality is very poor. Um, and 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 that's because there are a lot of uh, nowadays there are a lot of buildings are LEED certified or energy efficient uh, buildings, what they call it, and these buildings uses low E or low emissivity glass windows. So if it go into these big metro cities uh, big, with big high risers and there are all glass buildings and all these glasses are uh, glass windows are low E or low emissivity windows, right? And they have a very thin metal uh, layer of metal coating that not only rejects the UV and solar heat for energy efficiency, but then they also uh, create significant barrier for RF signals. So, so for example, just to give you, uh, you know, a data point, if you have a double glazed low E glass window, the low band 900 megahertz signal uh, is attenuated by, you know, about 30 dB. Uh, that is about 99% reduction in signal strength. You know that in RF, every 3 dB, your, your uh, signal power halves. So, so, so think about that. That's a significant, you know, uh, loss in uh, signal power level. And when we talk about the large public venues, such as stadiums, uh, when the event's happening, you do not want to rely on nearby macro towers as they will, uh, you, you quickly overwhelm them. Uh, so for those, you know, you really need high capacity DAS to tackle that. Uh, and, you know, talking uh, according to some estimations about 80% of data traffic and over 60% of cellular calls originates from within the building. So you've got to have a robust and reliable in-building connectivity. Well, thanks, Ketu. I appreciate you you going through that. Uh, so, so you know, the next question I have is, what are the key design considerations in DAS? So whether you're designing most basic uh, single-band in-building system or complex multi-band multi-operator systems, there are certain things, uh, you know, almost all building owners and service providers need to consider. Uh, including uh, understanding the required minimum RSSI, which is Receive Signal Strength Indicator per technology. You need to understand how many operators and technologies you know, support and how many carriers on the systems. Uh, are there going to be future expansions to the, to the facility, uh, which will require DAS connectivity and building connectivity? Identifying equipment partners and vendors, understanding link budget and uh, and which technology has the smallest link budget and coverage range, uh, other physical constraints that building might have. So these are all some uh, good design considerations uh, one should keep in mind. Well, thanks. Uh, how can Ventiv help? Uh, sure. So Ventiv offers high quality, high performance antennas uh, and, and passive accessories. Our portfolio includes uh, low PIM indoor and outdoor antennas in SISO and MIMO varieties. Uh, we have a high quality tapper splitters uh, and and cables and and we do all kind of uh, custom jumper assemblies. 
we believe in partnering with our DAS customers uh, and, and offering our competitive portfolio. And we work very closely in meeting uh, their needs and schedules. Uh, also, our uh, portfolio is available in IB Wave and Atoll uh, in-building uh, component libraries. So, so customer can uh, design in system using our components. Uh, and not to mention our top-notch sales, always eager to help with your projects and needs. Yeah, and you can find this information at VentiveInfra.com, or you can reach out directly to an RSE, as uh, Saketu mentioned, at sales at Well, Saketu, I appreciate your time today, and thank you for coming on. 